Hey, my friend. Thanks for listening to the Purpose Mastermind podcast today. My name is Mark. This is Adina. That's my wife. Actually, I'm her husband. (laughs) And we're delighted to have a conversation with you today. Uh, The Purpose Mastermind podcast is all about helping people live life on purpose. There's just too many pitfalls out there in life. We need to have a blueprint or a picture in mind that we're actually pursuing, or it's just so easy to get off course. So we need to know where we're going and have an idea of how to get there, or else life can just just toss us around. Today, we're going to talk about a common tension. Adina, I hear this from men on a consistent basis. Okay. They almost say this same sort of phrase. They say, man, I feel like my, li- my wife is trying to live a buttoned up life. Mm-hmm. And they mm. say it with a frustration and anxiety um, that they're almost like afraid of it. Like they don't like it at all. When you just hearing me say that much, what do you think the man is talking about? Uh, when women want to have everything be perfect. And then what I hear the man saying is that it's kind of squeezing and putting a pressure on things on his end. Mm. So it's interesting when we were first married, the first number of years, like, you know, I was just, when I married you, all I was, was an excited man. (laughs) I, I wasn't smart. I didn't have a plan. I knew that when I met you, I had met a good thing. Mm. And so marrying you like, like, why not? But it didn't take me very long to realize, okay, I don't really know what I'm doing. And it also didn't take me long to realize, okay, I think I'm kind of messed up. Hmm. I never really thought that, man, I am a great man. I'm smart. I know what I'm doing. I have a plan. I never thought those things. If anything, I was like, when is Adina going to realize who she married? Hmm. Like, when is she going to get disappointed? (laughs) (laughs) because I saw you as this really talented person. Like you were everything that I wasn't. You were highly organized. Oh yeah. I was so organized. I remember putting me. Oh yeah. You were, yeah. You had things everywhere. It was, yeah, no, no organization happening. A lot of creativity and fun and spontaneity. Yeah. You were highly disciplined Mm -hmm. and I was, very carefree about everything. <laughs> Very carefree about everything. And I tell you, I looked at you and I'm like, wow, here is the here is the model of what a human should be. And mm. I think about myself and I'm like, uh, I don't know how I would describe myself. But there was something very interesting in those early years. I felt like I was consistently wrong. And I, I get it because I feel like as a man, I just always was wrong. And it's not that you were trying to point out wrong or nitpicking me. I just was wrong. I just felt like I caused problems. But every now and then, when the stars would align, (laughs) you were wrong. Yeah. And what surprised me when you were wrong? Is Oh, I just couldn't handle it. I would I would melt just by having to say I was off by 3% off of 100. I, yes. I couldn't handle the slightest errors. Oh, it was so I agonizing. remember that. Yeah. When you were wrong, like it didn't like, 
uh, disappoint me. I was almost excited, like, hey, maybe this kind of levels us out a little bit, you know? <laughs> it's not always me that's going to be the wrong person. And when you were wrong, I was like, this, like, this is fine. I'm almost happy. I feel better about myself. Hmm. But I was surprised. I was really surprised at how it bothered you. Yeah. In my heart and in my mind, I wasn't leaving room for me to be able to have any mistakes. Yeah, you would. And it would be little things. Like, you didn't make big mistakes. Oh, yeah. I was chasing after 100% all the time. So I was... I was hopefully falling just a little bit, you know, percentage below. If it was much more than that, I don't know. I mean, it would have sunk my ship. I mean, I just, I couldn't be wrong. I needed to have value. I needed to, I mean, I don't think back then I knew all the things that I know now. But yeah, I I had to be right. Everything around me had to be perfect and clean and good. And, you know. Nothing, so nothing could be wrong with you. Mm-mm. If you're going to be worthy of being cherished, yeah, nothing can be wrong with you. Yeah, and I and I had to be cherished. My heart was desperate to mm. be cherished, and so the only thing that I knew intuitively was I have to bring value. So I was thinking I needed to work hard to earn your love and to be valuable to the world, and you're thinking that I'm amazing and you're not as much as I am. And when I was thinking a lot different. My heart was in a much different place. I was working way too hard to be as good as I was. So I'm the kid in class just trying to get a 65 on the <laughs> home on the assignments. I'm sitting next to someone who's getting 98s. That's yeah. That but was they're me. really upset when they have a 98 and I'm like, what does this mean for me? Like if you're mm-hmm. really upset at a 98, what do you think about me getting 65s every time? Yeah. Well, so that honestly, it concerned me because, you know, being a young man, I didn't understand why you were like that. If anything, it was a threat to me because I was like, okay, if 98s really make her mad, oh. when is she going to realize that I'm a 72? Mm. And when is that like... So you not being okay with you really made me question is when am I going to turn it on you? Yeah. Is she going to be okay with me? Mm. I talked to a young man just the other day. He's about 30 years old. Good guy. Trying to figure out life like every young man needs to do, by the way. And he told me this with tears in his eyes. He said, I married a woman who's been an A plus human. From school to her activities to her life, a plus human, and he said with a lot of, a lot of um, anxiety, he said, "But I'm a B minus man." Mm, that's that just breaks my heart because what I hear in there is this woman is you know I mean if she's if she's chasing after excellence I mean it's a good thing to want to be excellent it's just what is the experience while you're doing it you know what's, what's the motivation? motivation for it yeah if your motivation like when I was young married uh, it, it was it was out of fear it wasn't because I loved what I was doing. You know, mm-hmm. if two people are chasing towards A pluses and somebody's like angst, 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 gotta, 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 must have, or else I'm going to, this person's going to be mad or I'm going to, that's anxiety, that's strain, and that drains you. It's not sustainable to get hundreds and mm-hmm. it's, and, and it's not even attainable. And uh, 
and so if an, a different person's trying to, you know, shoot for A's, this was more like one of my kids when I was, you know, watching them get their A's and it was like, they weren't even trying for A's. They were just wanting to learn. They loved to learn and they loved the journey and they loved how it helped them help others and help their community. And mm-hmm. so I think, I think what is the motivation behind it is going to be a big thing because we're not saying being excellent is wrong. Yes. And being 68 is our goal. Yeah. It's like what we need to do is we need to, we need to have the motivation come from a different place than fear. If it's coming from fear, the journey's not good, no matter what number you're, you're arriving at, and, not, and no matter what number you're falling short of your, of your expectations. Yeah, if you want to give your best in life, mm-hmm. and so you think that your best is a 98, and it, because you want to give your best. Yeah. You want to live your best bold life. That is absolutely fine. But if you feel like you have to get a 98 in order to live your best bold life, mm then the anxiety and the pressure and the fear of to and and everything you do to get that 98 will cause you to become a person that impacts all the people in your life in a way that you don't want to do it yeah and then like when you say that these men are talking about their wives living a buttoned up life it's like if we're doing it out of fear because we have to or we're we're doing it with our kids we're afraid that they're not going to turn out right we're doing it with our husband because we need our marriage to be a certain way or ourselves whatever it is even the budget whatever it is that we're trying to control out of fear um i feel like that doesn't you know that that chase out of fear towards towards absolute perfection is really not giving people in our lives space to breathe. To breathing is basically being human. Oh. It, it's it's our kids cannot be hundreds. Our, our the clothes, the house, the activities, the grades, the attitudes, our husband, like life cannot be hundreds, but if we're chasing after it needing it, we're not giving anyone space to just be the real them. And then I don't think that, I think that makes people feel like choked, like they can't breathe. They, yeah. they, need, they need room to breathe. This is what I hear from men. I've heard men describe it like this, that their kids as they get older, like teenage ages, the kids don't want to be around the mom that's like this. Because mm. they can't, they just, mm. they can feel how their mom needs them to look right, sound mm. right, get the grades, perform well enough, mm. look the right way. They feel that. Mm. Oh. And and the moms men, are not wanting that. No, they don't want, absolutely. That's that, not why they're doing all of it. Absolutely not. But that is the tension that I hear in men where they say like, man, my own kids, like they withdraw from her. I've heard men say this, that, that when we're home, when it's just me and the kids, like mm-hmm. life is good. You know, we're just, we're, we just doing our thing. And, and then mom comes home and he, this man said, the whole atmosphere changes. Oh, that's not what she wants. Because like you said, nobody can breathe. Yeah. Nobody can breathe. Now, let me just ask this. When the men are at home with the kids kind of a picture, that doesn't mean that there's no rules and no boundaries. That just it means that not. there's, yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, obviously some freedom and some fun. But what I'm, what I'm hearing is this, this woman who is living the button up life, um, for whatever reason it is, it might even be because I'm going to kind of paint another little picture here because I think this applies to some women who, 
in life, you kind of, you were strong in a lot of areas. You grew up in the school environment where it gave you applause for doing a great job and you were kind and nice and sweet and good and A pluses and you love people. And in school, you're getting all these accolades for how great you are. Yeah. And then when you become engaged in a wife and a mom, you think everything else is going to be hundreds and amazing and beautiful and kind and sweet and kind because that's what you naturally kind of were. And now your fight is to keep life that way, even though Mm. you've added a man or children or adult issues of life. And so I think that could be part of the strain too, because women are doing this because they love, but the fear is kind of getting a bigger death grip into it. Yeah. Isn't life about a 72 for all of us? Yeah, I agree. I think that is definitely true. But that 72 can be a joyful, powerful 72, fulfilling Mm -hmm. 72. Yeah. It opens up the door to quite honestly, a whole different conversation that we could probably jump into Mm -hmm. later, but to just kind of peek at it, it's like, it, it gives you space to be human and to need people. Mm. because we're not hundreds in everything we do. We all have weaknesses. So we can't kill ourselves and the people around us because other, because, because we have weaknesses. Yeah, We are human. What do we do when we are 72s? When, when we try to perfect our life, you say we need help from people. As I try to perfect my life, I push people away from me. Mm-hmm. Because trying to perfect oneself, it puts a chip on our shoulder. Mm-hmm. People can feel it without us even saying it. We don't, we don't have to walk around saying, I'm trying to perfect my life. People can feel it. Yep. They can see it. Mm-hmm. It just comes out. And so we end up pushing away the help of people because we're trying to button up our life. Yeah. So this tension, I, I think about this. I remember a story from our life when we were newly married. We were driving from Indiana to Virginia. Mm. You recall the story. Mm -hmm. We're going back to college. Yeah. And we're somewhere driving through Southern Ohio. Yep. And at the time, I was a big Cleveland Indians fan. And I was, you were driving at the time. And I'm looking at the sports page (laughs) in the newspaper back in the day. A newspaper. And I saw that the Indians had a game that night. And it was like two hours away. And there was a road coming up that instead of going south to Virginia, we can go north to Cleveland (laughs) and get there just in time to watch this game. Mm. And so I said, Adina, if we go north up here, we can go to the Indians game tonight, spend the night with my grandparents, go back to school tomorrow. And this conversation had to happen quick because it was the next exit. It happened quick. Yeah. I remember my heart was just compelled, you know, because if it was up to me, oh, we'd be definitely going south to Virginia because yeah. we had a plan. We'd made this, et cetera. But I really just, I asked you, do we have enough time to get there on time? Are you okay with how that works out on the back end? And within very short amount of time, we're taking this exit. And I think, I think in the core of who I was at that moment, I realized that your adventure was good for me. That mm. if I didn't lean into your adventure, I wouldn't get to enjoy the journey. 
I gotta, I gotta stop you right there because you said something that I think every man would love to hear from his wife. I think every man would love for his wife to be able to look at him and say, your adventure is good for me. Mm. But I think what every man needs to learn and say to his wife is your desire for security Mm. is good for me. Yeah. Your desire for security is good for my adventure. That statement you just made, that was not a planned statement. Mm. But that is a powerful statement. This is why men are so afraid of their wife living a buttoned up life is because they don't see any way they can fit in that well. Mm. How can I, because a man, if he's honest with himself, he's, he can't be buttoned up even if he wanted to be. Yeah. Nor does he want, he doesn't look at life thinking I want it to be buttoned up. A man doesn't look at his life and say, I want every duck to be in its row. A man wants life to be an adventure. He wants to feel like he's in an adventure. Mm-hmm. That is why this tension exists within the men I talk to that say, my, my wife, she's trying to button up her life because he's so afraid of how it won't work with the adventure he wants to live. You know, I think it can be different. I think that, you know, as a woman, we want to control certain things because of we really need things to be a certain way. And, you know, that's that's how we are naturally. So, you know, we're not aliens. There's so many women that can empathize with that and, mm-hmm. and, and you know, just relate to that. But I think what we as women really want to do is instead of controlling, I think what we want is to be able to make choices that empower our family, empower our kids, empower our lives rather than controlling. So um, that's Controlling, does it work? No, it's the opposite. It's pushing kids away and pushing husbands away, making people feel like they don't have space to breathe or be human. But I think right here we're getting to the point where we want our gifts to empower people, not suffocate them. Mm. That is incredible. So if you look at if you look at life and if if men on one end of the spectrum we want life to be an adventure mm-hmm. the other end of the spectrum a woman might want life to have security I think people can tend to look at people that want the adventure and think that they want to live boldly and I think people that live and they think about security I think they can almost get looked down on like, you don't want to live bold. You just want to protect it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I think both people can live boldly. Matter of fact, I, I know this very clearly from our life. Your heart for security has protected the adventure of our life. Yeah. So your your desire for security, my desire for adventure they belong on the same boat. Mm-hmm. They are both so necessary. One's not better than the other. Yeah. There's a great movie called The Story of Us that wrestles with this tension where the husband wants life to be carefree and just go for it. And they wrestle with that. 
and I, in, I, I, the movie, I don't highly recommend it, but it does have a great 10 minute scene at the end that I love <laughs> where they just realize, you know what? She wasn't the bad guy. Yeah. He wasn't the bad guy. Yeah. Both of them have a ditch that goes with their gift, mm-hmm. but in the middle is where both of their gifts can abound together and their relationship can abound. Yeah, together is when it is empowering. Yeah, so I love the balance you give mm-hmm. when you said what the the woman really wants is to empower people, not control people. Mm-hmm. So the desire to button up one's life comes down to motivation. Am I trying to control my life out of fear? Or am I motivated by love yeah. to help equip and empower people is the for choice, their adventure? Is the choice that I'm facing right now, what way can I make it that I empower someone rather than control them? Mm. How can I empower them? That's, I think we could still go deeper, but we've, we've had a long discussion already. But this is, this is good. I think about that trip to Cleveland mm-hmm. where I threw out. Hey, we can go north up here, two hours worth of game. That was an important moment. I don't think I realized it then. The goal in life is not that I spend my spend my whole life saying, hey, let's go north instead of south. Right. You go along with it. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't the goal. That's not the goal. The goal is that we're going somewhere together. Mm-hmm. And somewhere in between your desire for security, my desire for adventure, somewhere right in the middle is the place where we abound together as a couple and live our best bold life. And that comes through making a decision together. Your gifts and my gifts, your ditches and my ditches, having a conversation and making a decision. That's when it's empowering and not suffocating because each person's voice is important. Yeah, really good. We should end right there. I think we should. As we end, I want to remind you as a listener, I'll never stop saying this. Your life has a purpose. You can know that purpose and you can be set free from anything that holds you back from living it out boldly. Now go take on the day.